The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you for whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to Who are you? I ask again, who are you? This simple question and the way in which we answer it says a lot about what we value, what we recognize as our defining characteristics, the relationships, the people, who are you? Some of you might respond immediately, I'm a mother, I'm a father. Others might recognize an identity through work. I'm a lawyer, a doctor, a teacher. Who are you? We might think that there is no right answer, but there is a right answer, and it's the same answer for all of us, universally. Particularly, it works itself out differently, but there is a right answer to this question. Who are you? Sometimes we answer this question differently than others. I look back at my own life, and when I was in high school, someone asked you, who are you? I would say I'm a soccer player, which uh, some of my friends who are here know was more of a social thing than it was an athletic accomplishment on my part. Who are you? This is a profound question, and when taken profoundly, it reveals so much. And John the Baptist opens our eyes today to the true answer. John the Baptist, who are you? I am not the Christ or the prophet. 
Who are you? I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord. Who are you? You are the beloved son or daughter of God, claimed for all eternity for Christ in the waters of baptism. And no matter what you do or what you have done, your core identity, your core connection to this world must be through Jesus Christ. No matter what we do, if Christ is not the means by which we do it, and the one who we glorify in doing it, we will never know peace. We will never know true joy. Because when we start to get this question right, when we say, like, ah, like John today, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, or like Mary, I am the handmaid of the Lord, or like St. Paul, I am the slave of Christ. When we start to see ourselves through that lens, we know the profound joy that only comes from Jesus Christ. A joy that is based on something eternal, something good, something beautiful, something true that is not fleeting. We might know pleasure in this world, but we will never truly know joy until our very being becomes an intimate connection to Christ. And we recognize everything we do through that lens. Later in John's Gospel, in the 15th chapter, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that you might have joy and that your joy may be full. Your joy may be complete. The Lord desires of us great joy and provides the opportunities for us. But it is hard-earned and hard-won. And later in the Gospel of John, in the 16th chapter, after saying this about joy in the 15th, Jesus says, you will suffer sorrow. The world will rejoice, but you will suffer sorrow, but I will turn your sorrow into joy. And when we start to see God not outside of our mess, not outside of the tragedies of our life, but in the midst with us, we can say with John the Baptist, or the Blessed Virgin Mary, or St. Paul, or all the saints in heaven, what St. Paul says in the letter to the Galatians, I live no longer me, but Christ Jesus dwelling in me. And I can have great and boundless joy. We start to see, as Isaiah says in the first reading, our slavery ended. Mountains laid low, as was promised last week when we take our identity and find our joy in Christ. But again, we must practice. We must work. We must strive after this. We are not passive, passive participants in our salvation. We are active participants. And St. Paul helps us understand how to do that when he says in the second reading, Rejoice always. Pray constantly. And in the liturgical season, we have this wonderful weekend, Gaudete Sunday, Rejoice Sunday. Because we are told and we are, we are formed in the Advent season, and we have it in the Lenten season with Laetare Sunday, 
We are formed to recognize that in the penance, in those violet, in those purple weeks, we strip away those things that weigh us down so that when we encounter joy, when we encounter Christ without those things weighing us down, we can truly rejoice, be happy, and change the world. This is what God calls us to, but it requires daily prayer, daily sacrifice, so that when those rose days, when those rejoice days come, they last a lifetime. I don't know many of you personally, but I do know who you are and who you are called to be. It says, St. Paul says in the second reading, that the God of peace desires to make you perfectly holy, and he is faithful, and he is waiting, and he is full of joy. Rejoice. Pray constantly. You are made for greatness.